0: This week we're getting to the realness behind the laughter as we look at which movie takes the crown in this week's Flame Off. What is the best satire movie? We laugh at the good, the bad, and the ugly here, so come on in. This is 24 flames per second. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of 24 Flames Per Second. I am your host, Kwasi Phillips, and this week it is time for Flame Off, where we try and find the movies that take the top spot in a new category each episode. Today, we've got an amazing showdown here to help us find out what movie is the best satire. Are these the movies you thought? Maybe, maybe not. But our panelists this week are here and ready to find out. So join us. I'm very excited. Um, Unfortunately, we don't have uh, our our friend uh, and... Amazing co-host of the show, Casey Brown, couldn't join us this week, but uh, I'm gonna hold it down and I'm gonna I'm gonna lay I'm gonna lay judgment, which I am very excited to do because uh, I've been on the losing side of this uh, a couple times, and <laughs> uh, uh, it's good to have power a little bit. Um, but it is. Um, thank you guys uh, for joining us for listening. And uh, this week we have two amazing panelists. I'm very excited about been trying to get them on for a while because uh further raising things and I've worked with one of them before so uh yeah so uh, we have two guests uh first off uh she's a comedian producer writer and part-time alien alyssa yeoman Alyssa, how's it going
1: hello hey it's going good ready to flame off <laughs> I know uh,
0: we this is an audio format but if you could if you if you're not part of red sweater gang you, you, you don't know If you know, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It's been good. How have you been doing?
1: Oh, I've been doing good. You know, I'm glad the sun is coming back out. I mean, not today, but it was out at some point. And yeah, I feel like it's always a
0: gamble. Spring, spring in Seattle. It's a gamble. You never know.
1: It's the coldest April I've had since I've lived in this area. But... um, yeah, I'm still I'm still inspired by the sun, so I'm not letting it get me down. Um, I'm keep pushing along, doing what I got. do. Yeah.
0: Been and still working. Uh, in stand up in Seattle, right?
1: It's still working, doing stand up. Yeah. Yes, you can catch me all over town, mask on, mask off. I guess it's your preference now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, whatever.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Um, just don't touch me. But I'll be there. <laughs>
0: She performs with a with a yardstick
1: on exactly. stage. consistently,
0: <laughs> Just poking front row people away from her. It's it's great. Yeah. Uh, it's good. It's great to see you. It's great to uh hang out with you again. Um, and on the opposite side, of your panelist today, uh, an amazing actor and comedian as well. One of the most gangster names in comedy I've ever heard. Genevieve Ferrari. What is up?
2: Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: I oh man, how are you doing? You I'm get doing to see your good. Your beautiful dog Frodo.
2: I know he's going to be helping me. He's been a little asshole this week because he hates um, the weather, but I hate the weather too. So I I can't like totally blame him. So yeah.
0: And we're continuing filling our dog quota because as uh, with our previous, our other co-hosts, we always have at least one dog in proximity to the show. So I'm glad that Frodo is holding it down for us. I appreciate it.
2: No, I'm happy. (laughs) Happy I could provide that.
0: (laughs) Cool. Uh well thank you guys for joining uh this week I've, I'm really quite excited for your films in particular for sa- the satire genre um I've I know and it's it's uh, I love this the ability for the different movies that we're gonna we get to see on this show and uh, these two are not ones I feel like are very commonly uh, thrown out there so I'm I'm excited to get into it with you guys uh, about satire um so Genevieve, why don't we start with you what did you what did you bring this week. What what movie do you did you uh, think is the best satire?
2: Oh yeah, I'm so excited to talk about this movie. Um, it is one of my favorites. I chose uh, Starship Troopers, which I think is probably the. I mean, obviously, I think it's the best satire. It's why I chose it. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it's a super classic, hyper '90s movie. Um, uh, you know, uh, very. Um, it feels like very gung ho, very like pro military, but it's secretly just like this. Well, not secretly, it's a pretty openly scathing <laughs> indictment of American imperialism. Um, and it sounds really smart when you say it like that. But it's really, it's really just a movie about a bunch of like uh, grunts, like killing aliens that are called bugs. Um, and it's uh, pretty fantastic.
0: They don't really you know beat around the bush with that part of the plot the 90s no. uh b, b action plot yeah
2: I, I that's probably my favorite part about it is it like they're the, al- the aliens are giant bugs and, and they don't call them <laughs> anything other than bugs um that's just what they're yeah. called and uh, it's pretty great it's um if you haven't seen it watch it after this because it's fucking incredible
0: Oh yeah. So what 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 happens in it? Like what's the general like like gist of the movie?
2: Oh yeah, I didn't explain I didn't explain that <laughs> at all. Um so uh, it's set in a, um, a future where the the world is basically run by like a very like kind of like fascist military um, uh, government where in order to gain citizenship you have to enlist in the military to fight these bugs that are like the the um, the the huge danger to humanity and so it follows this group of friends um, from Argentina. Uh, um, I think the, the lead is named Johnny Rico and he's played by like the widest dude in the world named Casper Van Deen, who was chosen by Paul Verhoeven. I have no idea that that's that's how you pronounce his name. So sorry, Paul. Um, but he was chosen because he looked like, um, he looked like a Nazi propaganda poster. So he was chosen because he looked like, he looked like, uh, like a perfect, yeah. like a beautiful fascist. Um, and it follows them yeah. when they're like graduating high school um, and they all go off to like join the war against the bugs. And then it follows their adventures as they like get become a part of this like hyper masculine, hyper fascist military um uh, or military, and then they uh, they go yeah. and they fight these bugs. And it splices in the movie. It splices these like really fun, like we're fighting the bugs. Little propaganda um, films uh, in between that were based off of um, off of like World War II footage, but also feel very like real too. Growing up in the early aughts, when we saw a lot of like we're gonna go fight a war in Iraq, like it feels like very 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 real. So anyway. I feel like I'm describing it in a way that's really serious, but it's also really funny. I think it has somebody, I want to say has Gary Busey's nephew in it, but maybe he just looks like it. Um, uh, And um, yeah, it's just really fun. The bugs look like bugs. Like, I don't feel like they tried to make them cool. There's a lot of goo and like blood and Mm -hmm. guts um, and people's limbs getting ripped off. And so, so it's this really, really fun movie where you have just like kind of bombastic violence and then i'll do these cuts that are literally based on like nazi propaganda films so have like a, a fascist eagle in the background and the filmmaker is like selling this to you like it's like a a gung-ho fun yeah. like dumb movie it's so good so it's a really long-winded explanation of it yeah
0: it's funny because i i remember watching this when i was younger and i think that everyone i think most people who watch this have that the two times of the, like the first time you watch it it's the it's the b action type movie and then the second time you're like oh yeah i see it i see it now it's it was pretty pretty obvious actually
2: <laughs> yeah i mean i'm gonna be honest like i did watch it as, as an adult and i i knew technically that it was a satire but Right. I want to be like I knew right away, but it honestly, I didn't get to me until there's a scene where because Neil Patrick Harris is in the movie and he walks yeah. out in like an SS uniform, and it yeah. and that's like late in the movie, and it wasn't until that that and there's like there's like Nazi e- eagle like imagery. I mean, like that's what it looks like throughout the whole thing, but it wasn't until he like very explicitly was like wearing a hat like and and mm-hmm. a and a very long cloak. Or, or yeah. like, that I was like, Oh oh no.
1: <laughs> oh, oh no
0: <laughs> I <laughs> misunderestimated doogie <laughs> Hauser <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah that's it that's you. great awesome it, this is the same director who did Robocop too, right
2: it is, and I have never seen Robocop, so now oh. i've now I've gotta watch it that's my
0: yeah mm yeah like it's definitely dead. the one one end of it of military and then police uh, yeah totalitarianism it's great he has he has a lane and he's great gonna, in this lane.
2: i was gonna say he has a lot to say <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah well awesome i love it thank you for bringing it down Alyssa. best in show another movie like i i, I remember watching same with starship but i remember watching a long time ago but i feel like if i watched it again it's just gonna have a whole new level of of interest for in me. What? So, tell us about it. Tell us about your movie.
1: and show. I picked this movie. Like I was saying before, this it has everything you need in it. It's got dogs. It's got gays. It's got um, the fashion. It's got the mockumentary style. Um, essentially, it's a yeah. mockumentary um, following these different couples or these different people. These p- different people um, and the dogs that they own, and they're going to the um, Mayflower Kennel Club Dog Show. Uh, I want to get that name right. And it's about their journey to the dog show, uh, living it through the dog show, and then what comes of them after the dog show ends. So uh mm-hmm. Levy and Catherine O'Hara um, are our two, our main couple, obviously guiding us through. Uh, absolutely hilarious. I think what makes this movie so good is... And Jennifer Coolidge is in it, gotta shout out Jennifer Coolidge. Um, Parker, Got it. Parker Posey's in it. It's really actually just an all-star cast. There's also that aspect of this movie. Um, but mm. what makes it so good is they're delivering these lines um, completely earnestly and they're absolutely ridiculous. Everything from starting out in the first scene where um, Parker Posey and her husband are in therapy because with their dog because their dog has seen them have sex and has been acting depressed, uh, <laughs> and then just genuinely having that conversation. She was it was like, "What position were you in?" She's like, "I was in a position that was emotionally hard for me." Um, <laughs> And it's called something Congress. I forget the exact name of the position. I think I wrote it down somewhere. Um, but yeah, just delivering more and more lines like that and just subtle. I think the one commentary is it is a little bit gay baby because it uh, queer baiting, because I don't know if everybody in it is actually queer who's playing that. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. It doesn't take away from the movie. It was the 90s or something. It was a different time. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, and yeah, just follows these people and their dogs and kind of the ridiculousness that ensues. Um, Catherine O'Hare and Eugene Lovey, they're running into all of Catherine O'Hare's ex-lovers. They get to the hotel. They don't have money. They have to stay in the closet. So it's just like basically shenanigans from beginning to end um, while, these poor do- while these owners kind of project these personalities on these dogs that really add to the level of um, pageantry, to the dog show uh which is already a pageant in itself so yeah i think that's a i think that's it for the rundown of the movie yeah yeah
0: and like it, it also is it's he, you mentioned it being like a period piece i think earlier yes. or like of it feeling like looking back at this version like of of like of uh of like media in the 90s it's kind of insane looking right. back on it and seeing it
1: yeah absolutely it is like it is like rewatching any sort of mock- mockumentary style thing where you're like, "Wow, this is like The Office. This is so specifically the time period of The Office, right? right? Like, even yeah. not to get to too many other shows, but like even with Abbott Elementary doing it mockumentary style, you're like, "Oh, this is mm-hmm. Office style, right? Like, yeah, um, these movie, this movie and A Mighty Win both hold that like this is like Christopher Guest, this very specific mockumentary style of doing things, right? Um, and and it's, it's really, I don't know, it's enchanting and it's fun. Um, and it's so yeah. bright. I will say the aesthetic of the movies are always so bright. So I like that as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that for, well, thank you also. Thank you. It's, uh, um, uh, yeah, these move, both of these movies have like a lot going on beneath the surface. And I think that like the best satires, I think, have that they play with like, can you care about these characters within this absurdity? And can you kind of like submit and kind of bring yourself into this reality with them, and then start recognizing kind of like the uncanny valley elements that exist between between like you what you're experiencing in your real life and what's happening on screen? Um, I think both these movies do. But like what what where do you think kind of in both of your movies, and maybe list we could start with you of like where you see that? Where do you kind of see like your like the rea- our reality blending with their reality, and where it like kind of goes? right
1: so i think that's where it's what's good about this is all the people are so norm core on the surface right like <laughs> yeah people and you're like these are just normal everyday people like that's exactly what they're mm-hmm. meant to like that is exactly how they present but it's them saying these outlandish things that like <laughs> remind you that you're in this different like you're coming into their world yes they may look normal but like this is not Normal conversation that people are having. This is not a normal conversation to be happening at the meat deli. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> asking
1: if you can hold, like the various meats and making a like gay joke every other second, right? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's where it like it brings you in and then with through this normalcy and then it takes you away with like the dialogue and really just the yeah. aspect. Because even a dog show itself, it's like, this is supposedly a very normal thing that people do, but like it's taking you into like how absurd it is that people are doing this dog show thing, and right, um, yeah, just these everyday laced up people, not necessarily who you would expect having these, yeah, combos. It
0: is kind of it's kind of funny, yeah. Like the the dog show. Is almost the thing that's supposed to be like the most normal thing about their world. But right. even that's the weirdest. Thing. What are we doing? What the hell are we doing with these animals, these poor animals? And, I, I, and like Fred Willard's proxy for us is kind of perfect for that of like learning about like, t- what are they, what is she doing? What's going
1: on? It's like
0: cradles the dog's balls. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: exactly. Oh, man.
0: Yeah. Well, awesome. And, and and with Starship Troopers, I feel like that's like another version of like the absurdity of like, it, it is clearly a different universe almost.
2: Oh, totally. Um, but
0: you um, know, you're seeing so much of us in it.
2: Yeah. It's like, it's, I, I feel like anytime I want to talk about it, if I, make it I make it sound so dramatic where it's like this, it's like, was looking into the future but it kind of was and i feel like it also was a pretty good call on just like um i feel like i'm busting out so many vocab words i learned in middle school that i have not (laughs) used used since like jingoism and um which i think is like hyper patriotism if uh if i'm wrong um correct me or we could just let this go with it can <laughs> look, look it up really quick um,
0: genevieve has a uh, word of the day calendar right by the camera that she's kind of <laughs> I'm
2: flipping through it to describe yeah. Starship <laughs> troopers um but it um yeah it's super heightened um which makes it i think like such a good mirror um uh, i do think you pointed out something that was um uh, 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 you know, about successful satires where it makes you care about the characters um, in this world. And I actually, I think that Starship Troopers is a really great example of, um, I think almost intentionally keeping the characters uh, flat. Like you don't actually necessarily care. At least I don't really care about the characters in Starship Troopers. They're kind of like these archetypes. Um, And I think that makes it, uh, I think it's almost like what it it does a really good job of is it, it kind of, it's like obviously satirizing like American imperialism and military and and, and things like and, and hyper violence, but it also is like a really good parody of like I feel like an all American like a war movie where you've got like this like a good looking like football player, but and he's not very smart, but he j- like joins the roughnecks and he's gonna become a hero and he makes tough calls, um, and, and it's like and and the actor is very like 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 um uh he's like very pretty in a very like um sterile way and and yeah all the acting is just really nice and flat and so yeah. you have all this crazy stuff going on um and it does feel like it it feels like uh they made a propaganda movie for you they're playing it so straight faced that like they're in on the joke but like but but it's hard, it, it's not necessarily hard to tell now but i feel like the first time i watched it maybe it's because i also was on a military scholarship in college but i was like oh, really? I, it hit the like the pleasure spots in my brain that i was like i haven't felt this way since i was in rotc and as soon as i felt wow. that way i was like oh no they did a really <laughs> good job and also oh no because um all of the imagery that they're using is like i re- really when i s- say I read an article i read it today like i'm um i did but i did my homework um apparently paul verhoven was like he he did literally go through and he like went and he studied fascist propaganda. And he, he like was really, really intentional. And so the fact that that can resonate with me as an American is like, Oh, shit. Like, we're using the same stuff too. Yeah. And I mean, now too, like, I don't know if he, he uh, would have predicted everything that we've been going through in the last, you know, I don't know how many years it's been, but you know what I mean? Um, uh, it was about
0: five years. So whatever. Yeah.
2: Yeah, like uh, I mean, it checks out. the The fascism part of America totally checks out too. So, um, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I think it's like getting more relevant with time. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, it's
0: a little spooky.
2: Yeah, I would love to know how actual american fascists feel about it because they might be really into it for the wrong reasons um but yeah (laughs) but i'm not and i still enjoy it so
0: (laughs) yeah ultra nationalists are looking at it like this is what a what a perfect movie what a amazing film
2: i think i think so and it does a really good job too i think it does it, it i this has to be on purpose but the fight scenes between the bugs and like our heroes are not that int- like They're kind of cool, but I feel like there's so many other like military sci-fi movies where it's like, it's really going to be about like these amazing battles. And I think it does a really good job of it. Just like you're mostly hanging out with people preparing for war. And when they do, they're getting slaughtered, but then it's just surrounded by like these little like pro- propaganda videos that come up and are just telling us, you know, telling us about like how we're fighting the war against the bugs from Klindathu. Um And it was like, join us in the war front. It's so dumb. Like, I feel like I'm talking about it so seriously, but it also is so dumb when you say the plot. And that's why it's um,
1: excellent. Yeah. You know? No, you brought up something for me. Um <laughs> best in show that I want to bring up when you say like that identifying you know like made a part of you tingle from like being an ROTC Mm -hmm. I feel like best in show does that for dog owners I think it truly (laughs) does that for dog owners because there are there is although it is ridiculous to be like in on a conversation of this couple talking about like their dog being depressed because they saw them have sex like that's like (laughs) a real thing about like being a dogger like if you've ever like jerked off with your dog in the room (laughs) oh my gosh have I scarred this animal but like they're always around right like they're pets and they're always around and like you're concerned you lose their favorite toy and you're like what's gonna happen now I've lost my dog's favorite toy if I don't find the exact toy or this other one that makes a perfect replacement like what is it gonna do so I feel like it does bring that up whenever you talk about bringing it in like the reality slash then it separates and stuff like that so um I will say as a dog owner you're like as ridiculous you not you might not be showing your dog but the things those dog owners are going through you identify with as just a regular (laughs) everyday dog owner that's so real though I do
2: feel like anytime Frodo loses his toy I'm always like in the back of my head i'm like where's busy bee um which i think is like the best part of that movie yeah that's real that's real
0: that's so funny i i you're totally right. you're totally right about i also yeah, whenever my dog i feel like he misses something or like he even if he just like walks around with a little bit of like that bowed head i'm like what have i done to my animal? <laughs> Oh my God.
1: (laughs) You're like, are you okay? Are you emotional today? Are you depressed? I ask the dog if he's depressed like (laughs) four times a day. I'll be like, are you depressed? You're being emo right now. As if he could like express or be like, I am happy right now, or I'm just laying here or something like that. So it's all of that projection that you put onto your animal is like so heavily identifiable.
0: Is there, is there a character set that you feel is the most, like, readily, like, real not realistic, it's a satire, but, like, the one that you, like, identify with and you're like, okay, I get what you I get where you're coming from.
1: Um, I will, let's see. <laughs> well, I'm going to go ahead and say that Parker Posey and her husband, I mostly identify. I have just been... <laughs> this is so, this is so vulnerable, but I'm going to tell this story anyway. But, um, <laughs> uh, my dog has jealousy issues whenever I'm having sex. And it just oh, okay. pops up. It's a new thing. And so I literally like looked it up. Me and my partner were like looking it up. Cause it's like, he'll start whining whenever that happens. And I just, it like just recently happened in the week. And so then I just watched Mighty Men this week. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm literally that couple right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like a random thing. It's like, nothing to be ashamed of or whatever and dogs are just dogs and they're weird and they get older and develop weird ass personalities and stuff like that and it's like uh so i think that's funny because i've been having to kick my dog out of the room whenever i want to like down (laughs) (laughs) so i literally was like watching this right after that went down and i was like Wow, this is embarrassing okay. at best. <laughs>
0: do we need to go to therapy with our dog? I don't know. We may have to now.
1: <laughs> exactly. I'm like, should I do this? Should I call this guy? I wonder if we have anybody. Um, yeah. Exactly.
0: <laughs> um, but I how many now, times have... Oh, sorry. Go for it.
1: I was going to say, um, before that, I have loved Jennifer Coolidge's character. Before this, happen- this incident in my life happened, <laughs> um, we'll call it the sex gate. Um, before that happened uh <laughs> yeah i would say i love her character just her the whole monologue that she has about her older husband is just like probably one of my favorite <laughs> monologues in movie history where she's like we like we're good at talking and then like not talking and talking and not talking about things. It's just like such a stupid, yeah. ridiculous monologue. And I love her like secret relationship. Um, I think it's just hilarious, but that's my, that's my character. I mean, any any Jennifer Coolidge is in, I'm going to be like, that's my bitch. You know what I mean? So.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh man. Yeah. I feel like oh, wow. that scene especially is, it killed me every time. She's like, we could not talk about anything forever.
2: Together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's that sums up that relationship perfectly right there <laughs> oh man uh but yeah like and i think it's funny about like when i look at like starship troopers is like they they really lean into like the exaggeration of everything versus like uh best in show is the subtlety of everything or like the little nuances of humans that like everyone is funny and then starship is like the extraordinary exaggeration blow up of like everything um like do you like Genevieve, do you think that like there's like that that is uh, the that showcases like how the satire or, like the fact that it could it could do that bombastic stuff but then slide in the, the shit under the radar yeah that, like makes it
2: i think so i think i feel like even if they tried to do something like like it today i feel like the filmmaker or the film would be too in on it it would it would like there would be it would be like hey we 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 get like it's fascism like i feel like they'd be like really be in it where i I feel like it plays i don't i don't know if saying it plays plays it straight is like the right is the right it's just because it's so fucking goofy um but it, it um it just uses the genre so well um and it takes a concept that's so silly um and it like really leans in the serious like the silliness which is why it's funny like I it's clearly in yeah. on the joke too. Um and it also is like relentless with its imagery because again like I usually will watch it for fun but then I was watching it again this time to be like okay well what what can I see? And like the amount of like the I know I've said this so many times, but the amount of fascist imagery in it is Mind-boggling. Like there are so many again, I think it just I must keep on calling it a Nazi Eagle. I don't know if that's what it's called. But it We don't need to give it a
0: proper name. We don't need to give it a proper name. Yeah, fucking Nazi Eagle. The Nazi
2: Eagle. But I mean like I feel like in other movies um i mean even like a good example is like the harry potter movies where they're like we know that the death eaters like they're nazis and so they'll do a whole thing where it's like and see we know that they're nazis and visually we're showing you that they're nazis and it almost feels kind of heavy-handed whereas you have this movie that literally like you have somebody like being whipped in a public square and uh, all the colors are like nazi colors and there's a fucking e- nazi eagle that kind of looks like a swastika in the background and yet still in the next ne- cut to them being out there like shooting bugs being covered with goo um and it's still feeling like very much like oh this is an american war like yeah. war movie um, and you're rooting for
0: them yeah. oh you're told you like, totally you're supposed are. to be. yeah
2: yeah that's the thing is too they also it does it, it does a um It does, uh, I think, an even better job of, like, it's not super... It's, like, the characters are archetypes, but they're still fun. Like, they're flat, Hmm. but they're fun characters. Um, And the enemy is um, not human, which, obviously, like, there's so many, like, you know, like, you can, like, talk thematically about, like, how that's important and also fascist. But also, it's, like, it's helpful that the enemy is also, like... Uh, these disgusting bugs um that are like that um th- so they're completely inhuman which is obviously again you can be like well that's how we dehumanize people to kill them more blah 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 but it makes it fun to watch um and you're yeah. uh yeah. and and it also means that there's like no um there's no like moment where are just like oh war like what is it immoral it's like a hundred percent still using that almost like propaganda. So you're like, hell yeah. yeah. Like the bugs are an ex- like existential threat to humanity. And so we've got to get them and we've got this like, and they do such mm-hmm. a good job of showing camaraderie between the soldiers. They do really good details. The way that they call marching too, they did a really good, like I feel a lot, like a lot of movies, Even like the way that they'll have people call like forward march, like all of the ways that they do that, they just kind of fuck it up. Like they don't care about the details, and I feel like they really cared about the details. So the way that they're like they're walking around, I'm like that looks really good. Like the it's like the band of brothers, like military sci-fi. It looks really good. Um, And then and then you know um, when you really get sucked in, I think they did such a good job of this. When you really get sucked in. Um, and you feel like you've, lo- you know, like one of the characters that you've grown to love dies and you have been fully indoctrinated into this movie. So you're like, hell yeah, like we are going to get him. Then Neil Patrick Herrick yeah. shows up. He's in the beginning of the movie. And then he shows up and then he's in an SS uniform and you're like, oh shit, fuck, oh no. Um, and uh, <laughs> and it kind of snaps you out of it. And then it does a really great job. The ending of the movie, so the beginning of the movie starts with a fake propaganda film and the movie ends with a fake propaganda film too. And so it ends with this like hyper militaristic like, like uh, um, world and you have your heroes, which are soldiers. And the end of the movie is not them defeating them. They The end of the movie is that they get some intel, um, enough intel yeah. that they're like, well, we can win the war in the future. And it just ends on a propaganda video that features our like, three main characters. And it's
0: like, right, right. there's
2: not even like a happy ending. It's just like, we're get, we get to continue the war, um, which is also yeah. like- the Machine
0: keeps rolling, gang. Let's ex- do it. <laughs>
2: exactly. Which is like, yeah, growing up- um, I mean, I probably, this is the way most of like growing up in America, but also growing up like wet with a, a war in Afghanistan that just, and like, that was like fucking endless. It's like, and mm-hmm. also during that war, the absolute, like dehumanization of yeah. the countries that we were invading. It's like, yep. it's like, it really hits home. But again, because it was made maybe because it was made earlier and because also I think Paul Verhoeven like just really wanted to like create this like really <laughs> fun criticism. Um, yeah. It's not like full of itself. And I feel like again a movie that would do that now would be like, would like look at you and be like the cost of the war that we've been in for y-. like, it would really acknowledge yeah. uh, like our at like, you know, United States and you know, everything that's happened. Right. Whereas this movie, I don't think it's just because it, it, it happened um, earlier, I think it's just really, uh, it really is, it's like not trying to be a critique on war that's still kind of, I feel like part of a, like, maybe I, I feel like American critique on war is that secretly it's still kind of pro-American where it's like, we're still though mm-hmm. like, like, oh, we've done these horrible things. And so we're recognizing it. And I don't know if maybe it's because yeah. he's European, but he's just like, it fucking sucks. It's fascist and it's evil. <laughs> yeah. And here it is. I'm yeah. going to package it for you in a, in a um in a space like like a violent space movie to a like to a country that loves action movies. I am yeah. going to like spoon feed this to a country that's yeah. unaware of its own propaganda. And that's And we're smart. not gonna learn the lesson. <laughs>
0: yeah. We're not gonna learn the lesson we're
2: not gonna get any of it. <laughs> we're- you
0: know, it's, yeah, it's crazy. The the scene that really got me one of the scenes was there's like, a, it's like one of those ads and it's just like a straight up shot of like a dead a golden retriever under rubble. Oh, yeah. And yeah, up to this guy and he's like, the only good bug is a dead bug. <laughs> and that all I could think of was the only way to get rid of a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. And all the times we see that all over America, I couldn't, I was just like shook. I was like, this is crazy. Oh yeah. This is too real.
2: Yeah, I actually have that in my notes. It's because it's such- yeah it's such like, it's the thing, it's it's like, it's so direct. Like it's so direct, it doesn't even yeah. need to like look at you and like, like wink, it's just,
0: like, <laughs> no
2: here, here you go. Yeah, yeah. those videos, I, those honestly, those little propaganda videos, I think are the reason that I loved it the first time I watched it because I thought yeah. that was so fucking smart. It's so yeah. good.
0: It, it, Right. and i think that's why it makes it such a like a time like it feels like that movie it, it's hard to make because we, we all get the joke of like the b action movie now so it's harder to slide those in they're not like it's not it's more of a joke and less of like something we would actually mm-hmm. kind of go see maybe if they made like a soup like a really good superhero movie and maybe superheroes like move shows like the boys that do that kind of stuff subtly with like the corporation factor of superheroes and like Disney is basically doing that with their superheroes and stuff. Um, oh, yeah. It's super interesting, and so it's like Trek Troopers gets to have that versus like Best in Show, which it 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 is it is stands it stands alone, but it's also almost ubiquitous in like how much it has inspired a lot of different cultural milestones, like The Office, Parks and Rec, um, uh, what we do in the Shadows, like things like stuff like that. I think that that's kind of what Best in Show did so well with their like subtlety. And uh, and and almost earnestness of how they're telling this story, you know, versus in like and yeah. like making it something that you can use in so many different areas of society.
1: Right. I mean, I think the subtlety is everything, and that is in finding that nuance and that funniness in the everyday man. You know what I mean? It just, yeah. It makes it so easy to re- apply that method over and over again in a bunch of contained situations and get and just like. Juice as much humor as possible out of it, you know. So yeah, um, I feel like that's impressive, and it did. It it created a movement, right? Like it created mm-hmm. all these things that we love. It or inspired all these things that we love now. So um, yeah,
0: I, love I think that it's stuff. that and Spinal Tap. I think are huge,
1: right? For Spinal Tap documentary
0: stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I'm curious about the other parts of society this would work really well in, and I I even almost see a little bit in like Pitch Perfect, like even if it's not mockumentary style, but like these like niche cultures, like these very niche subcultures that get to tell their story a little bit and see the characters that make up that world in in a way that doesn't. It's it's funny, but it's not it's not harmful
1: right you it's I mean? if they did this one i would love to see is like if they did one about like disney adults <gasps> oh that'd be so good, <laughs> be so so good. Really good. like if christopher Guest <laughs> decides to come back and do like another one or whatever like please do it on disney adults like that would be which already lends itself to so much like what you imagine from the outside and then taking that level of absurdity and like nuance and like doing it without because i will say he does it without necessarily I didn't feel like anybody was shown in a bad light necessarily, right? Like, yeah. obviously some, you know, there's some scandal in Best in Show. Um, you know, these people are like at it, trying to win this competition. So there is tension and there is stakes, but nobody mm-hmm. is looks bad for the area, for the direction that they're coming from. You know what I mean? So right. I think he does it without, like, you don't feel like he's making fun of these people. It's like kind of making fun of the situation yeah. that these people are in, you know? So, right. Um,
0: and and, like, and like heightening the funny, heightening the things that are like absurd, but exactly. not ever making it like villainous or anything.
1: Exactly. And I think I love that too. I love the posy vibe um, at the end of the day. So I'm pushing Pete. <laughs> yeah. <everybody>. Um, <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) which I know that's not what that song means, but that's what it means to me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, so I think that's I think that's like so endearing about it and um, also just adds to the level of like goodness to it. So
0: sure. I love that. Yeah, I think that there's like so many different uh, I see so many influences of that that movie in like in so many different places and it's it it, i think that like having that uh level of astuteness i think both these directors have that level of astuteness of like the cultures that they're trying to talk about and and then make the story whether or not through like other media that we are used to or like we aren't like ubiquity of like the content with this thrown in our faces all the time or like the culture and like the little subcultures that we don't think of as like odd or maybe like don't even know about but have the human experience associated with it like a full human experience associated with it I think it's yeah I love I I really do love like watching movies like that like both of these like satire movies where like you really are seeing something more than what is being presented like from the at face value and whether like I don't I don't always get it let's be clear I don't I always sometimes miss the fucking mark (laughs) uh but uh it is it is really fun to like get behind them and, and see uh get behind the scenes and like see what they were like thinking when they were like talking about these type of like stories. Um so yeah well yeah, guys this is great. We had to I, I gotta choose someone now. Oh, <laughs> both okay. these are so good. And they're so you both different. came in with they're so different. They're <laughs> so different. And I think that you guys both came in uh with like really well like good deep options i think that both of them for our listeners watch both of them immediately they're both fantastic films um and i think that when it comes to kind of like the way that we look at the satire satires exist and and uh looking at like the exaggerations or like the the um the realities that we get to kind of exist and and uh and and, and enjoy i got i'm going to give this one to starship troopers uh i i,
1: I knew think it. that it I knew. It. I think.
0: I think Best in Show. Best in Show is. This
1: is hard. It's, hard.
0: it's hard. I'm no, sorry. No,
1: it's okay. I knew because it's talking about war. It's saying something about war. That's a bigger. That's a bigger issue than dog shows. <laughs> <laughs> in people's relationships with their pets, I, I do realize that me being a dog owner is not the same as war. <laughs> no, I gotta say though, it was really hard
2: because. I was really excited to talk about this. And I think best in show is one of the best movies of all time. Um, yeah. So I'm happy to win, but not, it's hard to win against best, <laughs> best in show. As you and hold
0: the- your Yeti <laughs> proudly.
2: <laughs> My- <laughs> like an Oscar. Um, I'm just so happy. Um,
1: <laughs> I can't well, thank you this without thinking of the losers as well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh incredible but yeah i think that like both of these these films encompass the 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 different parts of satire that i think are are incredible and i think that there's i mean especially now i don't necessarily this may be something we'll talk about in our post show for our patreon subscribers wink wink um but i think that there's something about the um like what? Where we are now, like being able to speak truth to power through comedy, I think in general is happening more and more frequently, thanks to like the Daily Show and and um, like uh, and, and 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 our ability to talk almost talk directly to our um, our representatives through Twitter and social media, um, and so like movies like this where you are able to kind of use use this format to tell these different types of stories, these more humans, these different like other human stories or like um, cultural stories. Um, I think that it, I always really love that genre. I love I love being able to uh, see that perspective or like ha- have these things questioned that you, that maybe are like kind of, you think are ubiquitous and just part of society, but can be challenged mm. um, into, in multiple different ways and from different fronts. So I really appreciate both of you guys bringing these these films because it was it's they're really great thoughtful examples of satire modern satire
2: would you say we picked the best ones
0: (laughs) i think hey listen i think this is one and two yeah we're we're dealing with we're dealing with one and two here and then anyone if you can all of uh, our patient subscribers let us know let us know which ones you think are the best satire films because we'd love to know um yeah, uh, Genevieve, Alyssa, what are you guys doing in in Seattle these days? I mean, are you guys plugging anything? What's going on? This is we're giving you the floor. What's you have any shows coming up? Anything that you're working on?
1: Let me look at this. Oh, while
2: you're looking, I can tell you, I don't have shit going <laughs> on. <laughs> oh wait, um, well no, well uh, nope, <laughs> I, 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 uh, I'm probably um. Going to be doing the, the uh, well, this is Tacoma, but the um, the 2 by 3 film festival in Tacoma. I'll be doing f- filming nice. something for that. Um, but I don't know when the movies are being shown. So you're going to have to look that up if you want to come see it. <laughs> it's next, uh, end Perfect. of this month. Check it out.
0: We'll, we'll make sure we get that 2x3 festival. Um, yeah, we'll make sure that we get that uh, out there for our, our listeners. Thank you, when Alyssa.
1: Is when is this coming out? Um
2: well I don't know, but it's it's the grand the grand oh, the
1: episode. Oh the episode. Oh
0: <laughs> Yeah, no worries. This episode's coming out on uh April twenty seventh.
1: April twenty seventh. Oh, okay, cool. Awesome. Well, if people are listening to this on April twenty seventh, the moment it drops, as you should be, uh you can catch me at Olmstead on an all-Black comedy show called The Blackout, um, happening at 9 p.m. It's the the Northwest's only all-Black show. It's not, well, Seattle's only all-Black show. Portland has some. Um, So you can catch me there. You can catch me at the Grand Slam, the Moth Story Slam, uh, Between the Lines, uh, Friday the 29th. And then you can just, catch me around town with a group of friends called a diverse group of friends. We're filming stuff and doing some fundraising shows. So you can find me doing that, um, as well. And of course, so I'll be there too, of course, in, in your phone as you do. Yeah, exactly. As one lives. If
0: you're, uh, <laughs> you're, uh for the, whenever I'm on TikTok, Alyssa's TikToks are like third in line for me. So. Yes, yes I, you definitely find her online as well on her <laughs> yeah. social media. Um, guys, thank you so much. This was so great. Uh, please stick around for our post show for our Patreon subscribers. We can talk a little bit more about what's going on with satire or anything else that comes up. We don't know. We never know until it starts recording. So we'll see. Um, thank you. Oh, man. A big thank you to the panelists, Genevieve and Melissa. Again, Woo! Genevieve Ferrari. I heard that name and I was like, <laughs> God damn was <laughs> wow. Thank you. Your your parents. I didn't do there.
2: anything to get it, but it's yeah. awesome. <laughs>
0: uh thank you, Alyssa, Genevieve. Uh I'm Quasi Phillips and a big thank you to everyone listening. Uh tune in next week as the 24 Flames show looks at cats. For more information about our <laughs> extra content, our Patreon. And I know, I know. It's going to be it's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know who's defending cats. This is what I'm curious about. Yes. Uh and is it, is it the butthole cut? Do we know? We don't know. <laughs> uh, for more information about our extra content, our Patreon, and for all of our extended plays, hot takes, and drink alongs, uh, follow us on social media at 24 Flames Pod and give us a rating on any platform you get your podcasts. Partyfish Media is produced by me, Quincy Phillips, Robert Bohorquez, and Will Paulson. Our show music was created by Rob Joins and Will Paulson. You can check out our website, partyfish.media. That's partyfish.media for all of the new and Amazing upcoming shows that are going to come to the network. You can follow us at any of those podcasts by following Party Fish Media on social. Thanks so much, Lisa, Genevieve. Thank you so much. Bye, everybody.